0: Amen. Let's go, to the Lord, in prayer. Heavenly Father, it is well with our souls because Jesus saves. We thank you for victory in Jesus. We thank you for the grace that you have given to us through your salvation in Jesus Christ. And we praise you, Lord, today for this opportunity. Together in this place, we ask you, Lord, that today you would be with those who are not able to be with us, who are watching today. You bless them in all of their conditions and circumstances. Those who are sick and those who are ill, those who are distressed, and we pray that you would be with all of them, and we pray that you would encourage them today. May your Holy Spirit be close to them as we gather in this place publicly. Thank you for all of these who have made their way out today. We thank you for the chance we have now to look at your Word together. We ask that you might help us to present ourselves, first of all, to you, uh, as a living and holy sacrifice. So here we present ourselves to you. We come today and we ask that you'd forgive us of our sins, that you might cleanse us from the, the unrighteousness that's in our lives because of the blood of Jesus. And we ask that now you would help us, that we might focus our minds for just a little while upon these great truths of what it means for you, Lord Jesus, to have finished salvation for us by dying on the cross. We pray that you might help us today as we come before you at the table of the Lord, and that we might present ourselves to you this morning, uh, clean and prepared and ready to do your service as we remember you. So in all that happens during this hour together, this time together, we pray that Jesus might be glorified and that He might be lifted up and honored to His praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you this morning. If you have your Bibles, if you'll find your place in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, we are continuing to talk these days about this most important subject of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. So Pastor Mike, what does it mean? What does it mean when Jesus bowed his head and said, as he died, his last words that he uttered on this earth, it is finished. What does it mean for him to have said, it is finished? Well... We're spending quite a bit of time going through various places in God's Word to give explanation for that today. So we continue in the book of Hebrews. We've been in the book of Hebrews the last three weeks, and we've looked at a number of things together, and I'll mention those as we move along today. Again, it is a delight to have you here today. May the Lord bless you, and I'm glad that you've been able to make your way out. If you'll stand now in honor of the reading of God's Word, we'll read God's Word together Beginning in Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse number 19, we read these words. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 19. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which He inaugurated for us through the veil that is His flesh, and since we have a great priest, "...over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds." not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, Heavenly Father, we stand before you, accountable for these words which we have read. May you bless the reading of your word, and may the Holy Spirit now be our teacher. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Thank you, you may be seated. So we come to this passage and my focus today in this, uh, this long sentence, chapter 10, verse 19 through uh, verse number 22 will really be our focus today. It's one continuous sentence and it has uh, three primary observations. Just a moment, I'll get to those. But here's our focus for today for all of us. Notice it begins in verse 19, Therefore, brethren, so I speak to all of you who are here today who are followers of Jesus Christ. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm your brother in Christ and we share a common Lord and we are adopted children of God. Praise God. So I speak to you who are brothers and sisters in Christ. There may be some who are here today who are not believers in Jesus Christ. You can become a part of the family of God. You can be adopted into the family of God if you will repent of your sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can be saved and experience the joy of knowing Jesus and also being a part of the great family of God. But this is today, my my words today are especially focused toward you who are my brothers and sisters in Christ. And these words become very important for us because today our focus is this, that believers... Those who are repentant sinners, who have repented of their sins and put their faith in Jesus Christ, believers in Jesus Christ, have confidence to draw near to God through the death of Jesus Christ. It is through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. All my dear friends here, all my brothers and sisters, as we gather this morning at the table of the Lord, It is only through the death of Jesus Christ, our Lord, that we have the privilege, the honor, and the wonderful joy of drawing near to God. And that's what I want us to talk about today. What does it look like to draw near to God? I begin by always asking you a few questions, so perhaps I should ask you this one. Do you do you know what it means to draw near to God? Do you have a personal... Now I'm not talking about your neighbor. I'm not talking about people sitting around you. I'm asking you. Do you today, are you experiencing, are you living in a wonderful, joyful relationship with God where you are drawing near to God? And you're experiencing God drawing near to you. Do you know that as a personal experience? Well, therefore brethren, we come to talk about that today because in verse 22 we have the call. Let us draw near. Let us draw near. So, do you know what it means to draw near to God? Are you drawing near to God? And did you know that because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, this is unbelievable truth. This is unbelievable gospel good news truth. Because of Jesus Christ's death on the cross, God draws near to those who will draw near to Him in Jesus Christ. There is a sweetness, there is a deepness, there is a wonder and glory in coming near and drawing near to God. And I wonder today, and I wish for all of you who are my friends, that you would experience the joy and the blessing that comes in the gospel in drawing near to God. Boys and girls, if you know Jesus Christ, you draw near to God, just like you draw near to your mom and dad. You draw near to them for encouragement. You draw near to them for protection. You draw near to them to ask them for the the things that you need. The same is true for all of us who are children of God. We draw near to Him. So there are three observations that I want to make from these verses 19 through 22. Uh, 23, we'll go through and I'll also add 23 on my comments. First of all, Jesus Christ's death produces boldness. It provides for us who are Christians, who are part of the family of God, a boldness, a assurance or a confidence, if you want to use that word. Your Bible's translated various ways, but the idea is bold confidence. There is now for those who are saved in this room, a boldness and confidence to come to God in prayer, in worship, in honor, in honor to 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 honor his name and to experience his presence in our life. Secondly, Jesus Christ's death on the cross has opened a new life-giving way uh, for believers to draw near to God. It's a new life-giving way that replaces an old dead way that never brought people into a relationship with God. And finally, Jesus Christ's reign as High Priest encourages us, because we have a High Priest who is seated and enthroned in heaven as our King Priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because He is there and He is seated, as we talked about last week, finishing His work, establishing His ministry there. He does no longer leave like the A first high priest would come and go. They would go into the Holy of Holies, but then they would go out until the next year. No, our great high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, has now ascended to heaven once for all and is in the holy place, in the presence of God, forever for His people. Praise the Lord. And so today, we celebrate and we're encouraged because our priest, our high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, has gone before us and encourages us to come near to Him. To come near to God. So these are the things I want to talk about for just a moment. So let's get to it. First of all, what about this matter of boldness to draw near to God? Well, there is a a dramatic contrast between the Old Testament and the nation of Israel and how they approach to God and how we who are saved people approach God as a result of the gospel and because of Jesus Christ's death. What well, was it in the Old Testament? Well, in fact, if you want to sh- I'll show it to you from this very book. If you still have your Bibles open, Hebrews 12. Beginning in verse number 18, there's a, there's a contrast. There's a comparison being made between Mount Sinai where the law of God was given to the children of Israel and Mount Zion. A picture of Jerusalem, but it also is a picture of heaven. And we read these words, For you have not come to a mountain that can be that can be touched, and to a blazing fire, and to a darkness and gloom whirlwind, to the blast of a trumpet, and the sound of words, which sound was that which the people begged that no further word would be spoken. They could not bear the command. If even a beast would touch the mountain, it would be stoned. And it was so terrible a sight when God came, giving the Ten Commandments, that Moses said, I am full of fear and trembling. You see, in the Old Testament, it was this. Don't come too close, sinner, because I am a holy God. Don't come too close. I will send, you will have a representative, which was a picture of Jesus Christ. An example, I will have a representative stand in your place when we get to the temple and the tabernacle. You have the courts, you have the places that were restricted, and only a worshiper could go so far. And only one could enter into the Holy of Holies once a year on behalf of the people carrying blood. There was... There was a picture in the Old Testament of don't come near. But now there is a call because of Jesus Christ and salvation and grace that we who were far away, we who could not come near because of our sin, can now approach God with confidence, with joy, with assurance, with victory. You can now approach God... And you can now have a living, personal relationship with God because of what Jesus Christ has done. Just run your eye through this for a moment. I'll just catch you up with what has been said in chapter 10. Verse number 1 of chapter 10. The law was only a shadow of good things to come. And the law could never, by the same sacrifices which were offered continually year by year, make perfect those who, notice the word, drew near. You see, in the Old Testament, they brought their sacrifice. You drew near with your sacrifice to give to the priest who would draw near on your behalf. And finally, the high priest would draw near on behalf of all the people once a year. But now there's such a difference. Each individual follower of Jesus Christ can draw near to God at the same time. In verse number 2, Otherwise, they would have ceased to be offered. These sacrifices would have stopped if they would have been able to take care of satisfying sin. But they were offered and the worshipers were not cleansed from an evil conscience. Verse number 2. If you read on, you see, that these words in verse number 14 remind us that by one offering, Jesus Christ, on the other hand, on, by one offering, verse 14, He has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, experience salvation, It is eternal salvation for all who will believe, and it's based on the one-time final sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. In verses 15 through 17, we're reminded again that we draw near because we've been saved forever, those of us who believe, by the blood of Jesus. We have a confidence because we have a new covenant arrangement between ourselves and God. He Notice these words, I'll just read them to you. Verse 16, this is the covenant that I will make with them. I will put my laws on their hearts. We've talked about this before. And I will put my words upon their mind. And their sins and their lawless deeds I will not remember anymore. This is the new arrangement we have. Being saved. Our sins are forgiven and God does not remember them because they are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 18, Now, where there is forgiveness of these things, there is no longer a need for an offering for sin. Praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ came near and died finally for our sins so that you and I, it's the next verse, Therefore, brethren, we have confidence because of what Jesus Christ did in His final sacrifice for us to now come near to God. So are you coming near to God, my friend? Is it the practice of your life to draw near to God? Do you know and understand the wonderful joy of confident confidence to come before God, regardless of your circumstances, whatever you may be going through? Well, the first thing we learned then is that the death of Christ provides those who are believers with confidence to draw near to God. You must draw near to God. I'm encouraging you today, regardless of what you're going through, a lot of you listening to me who are not here, all the things you're going through, remember today, you can have confidence if you are if you're a believer in Jesus Christ to draw near to God regardless of your Condition or circumstances. But secondly, we learn in verse number 20 that Jesus Christ's death opens a new and living way for believers to draw near to God. Notice now, read verse 19 with it. It's one sentence. Therefore, brethren, since we are confident to enter the holy place, which is, by the way, the presence of God, yes, we will enter heaven one day, but here it is this picture of the presence of God by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way which He inaugurated for us through the veil that is His flesh. It's not just the blood of Jesus Christ, it's His body. It's His body whipped, beaten, broken, pierced in the side. The body of Jesus Christ was that fleshly veil that now has opened to us the presence of God. I read to you from... Matthew's account of the cross, and I'll just read these words quickly: Matthew twenty-seven fifteen, and uh, Matthew twenty-seven fifty. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom, no longer a separating veil keeping out those who would draw near to the presence of God in the ancient temple. Now the veil of the flesh of Jesus Christ, like a veil, has broken down. He has made the way into a new living opportunity to have a relationship with God. Friends, this is so important for us to understand. He inaugurated it. I read from the New American Standard, verse 20. He inaugurated this new and living way. When a, when a new highway is opened up. Now, some of you were living out here in Dixon when 840. Can you believe when 840 was... There was a time when 840... I know for some of you young people. There was a time when that road wasn't there. There was a time when, uh, when the, a highway perhaps by your house wasn't there. They had an, a dedication... They dedicated the road. The new and living way to God is dedicated forever by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the tearing of His body, I want you to remember, a real death occurred on the cross. And it was the death that provided a new and living way to God. He consecrated it with His flesh and now it is a life Giving way. Did you see it here? It is a new living way. What happens when you draw near to God? When you draw near to God, you come to have a new power each time you come to Him. You're renewed in your strength, you have a power to come to God. And to ask Him for the things you need. You have a power to trust Him. You have a power in this new and living way of drawing near to God. To endure whatever you are going through. And to live for the glory of God. It is a new and living way, sadly. So many in our world still live by this old and dead way to God. They think that by religious ceremonies... They'll find their way to God. You will never be saved, my friend, by religious ceremonies. Regardless of what you may think, it's the old dead way. You cannot, you cannot come to God and have a relationship with Him and draw near to Him and have your sins forgiven based on religious ceremonies or just being a good moral person. And trying to be obedient to laws. All of these things we fall short in. Every last one of us. And because of the sin that we have in our life, the only way to God is through this new and living way which Jesus Christ made for us by dying on the cross. His death brought to us a living way to God. And finally, Jesus Christ's reign as high priest encourages us. It encourages us to draw near. So we read on this sentence. Let me read the whole sentence. Therefore, brethren, since we, are, uh, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which He inaugurated for us through, his, uh, through the veil that is His flesh, and since we have a... High priest, a great priest over the house of God. We're the house of God. We're the family of God. Over the family of God is our priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us, I'm asking you all to consider this with me today. Let us, this is my challenge to you. Let us draw near with a sincere heart "...in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water." You see, because we've been sanctified, that's this idea of sprinkling clean. It was the words used when the blood was sprinkled over all of the elements and over all the the things that had to do in the Passover. The sprinkling was the sanctifying, the making holy of unholy things... As they were to, and when we're saved, we're sprinkled with the blood of Jesus Christ, and our bodies are washed by the Holy Spirit of God. There is a cleansing in your mind and in your heart, and no longer do you live and desire the things you used to. You've been cleansed and washed of those things. There's a new way of living now, and so now you draw near to God. So, for just a moment, what does it mean to draw near to God? I want to elaborate here. Because how many times did we hear the Lord Jesus say, as we read the Gospels, Come to Me. Come to Me and drink. Come to Me. I am the bread of life. Come to Me. I am the door of the sheep. Come to Me. All of you who are weary and laboring, I will give you rest. Come to Me. The call of the gospel." The call of the Lord Jesus Christ is, Come to Me! And now, because there is a new way to God, we have confidence to come to Jesus Christ our Lord. Come to Him, my friend. I encourage you today to come to Him. Why would you go to anyone else? You see, coming and drawing near to God... Means that we first believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and are saved. How do you first come to God? Well, many of us in this room have done it. Many of us know of a time in our life where we repented of our sins and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and because of that we were saved and we we believed in the Lord. We drew near to God. We believed and we confessed Jesus as Lord, believed in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And we experience salvation. We, that's how you draw near to God. You start by believing in Jesus Christ and being saved. But also drawing near to God is a, is a freedom that you now have because you are a believer in Jesus Christ, just like a child would come to their father. Or their mother. It is a freedom to come into God's presence with whatever needs you have and whatever circumstances you're going through. Are some of you hesitant to draw near to God with what you're going through in your life? With what's plaguing you in your mind? What is driving you to despair and sorrow? Do you, do you sense and do you not understand Someone will say to me, Pastor Mike, I'm, I'm not worthy to talk to God about it. Of course we're not worthy. That's why Jesus Christ died for our sins. So that we might be made new people. And as children of God, we draw near now. We come with confidence. Your children don't have to work up their confidence or grandchildren to talk to you about the things they want. They come to you. They draw near to you. We draw near with confident freedom into the presence of God through the name of Jesus Christ for whatever we need, whatever our circumstances. So it is believing in Jesus Christ that it's drawing near. It is a freedom and confidence to come to God with whatever our burdens might be. It is also a coming before God and presenting ourselves to Him for service. Now, Wednesday nights, I've been talking in the group I've been meeting with about a call to Christian obedience. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, that it is your spiritual service of worship, which is an act of worship, which is drawing near to God, for you to come and present your body. That's right, your body. Your body matters to God. And what you do with your body matters to God. Present your body as a living and holy sacrifice to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So drawing near to God is for me coming before the Lord in a spiritual act privately every day and saying, Lord, here I am. Here is my body. I seek to be all I can be for You. I will glorify You in my body. I will do what you want me to do, regardless of what I have to go through. That is drawing near to God. Drawing near to God is hearing and reading the Word of God. We're doing that here today. As we come for the preaching of the Word of God and for worship, as Brother Steve has led us, we have come and we have drawn near to God in praise. We have sung praise to the Lord Jesus and honored and glorified him with our words. And now we're hearing what the Bible has to say to us. We're drawing near. When you go home, you can't just live off of what we do in here once a week. You must as we repeatedly encourage you in our church, pick up your Bible every day, hopefully in the morning and night for a few moments and Open the Word of God, read God's Word for yourself. Draw near to God. What do you have to say to me, Lord, from your Word? What do I need to do? What do I need to understand? What do I have to do? This is drawing near to God. It is thanking God and praising Him in word and song. It's drawing near to God. I must be willing to thank God for all the things that go on in my life. I draw near before God and I thank Him for my circumstances. It's prayer. It is praying and speaking with God and talking with Him. What did the Lord say? You go into your secret place and you shut the door, not with any of your family, not with your wife or your husband or your friends, and you pray to your heavenly Father in secret. That is drawing near to God. There is nothing more joyful, there is nothing more heartwarming and assuring than when Christians go to their private place and draw near to God. When you draw near to Him, the Holy Spirit of God, does an amazing thing. He warms your heart. He lightens your soul and your burden. He brings these things to pass. This is why we draw near to God. It is life-giving. It is life-giving. And because our great priest is in heaven forever, he is established as our Lord and King and our High Priest. We come, we're encouraged to come to Him and to draw near to Him. It is rejoicing in His presence come before his presence singing the psalmist said we come before his presence glorifying god so i ask you today are you doing are you drawing near to god as verse 22 says sincerely is there sincerity in your walk with god is there sincerity in your desire to draw near to god look at it it's here in your bible let us draw near with a sincere heart, a genuine heart. When the Lord Jesus was on the earth and He was preaching and sharing, as one time He came. His disciples came to Him and said, "Why do you talk to the to the crowds with these stories? Why do you tell them parables? Why do you tell them these these uh, strange earthly stories uh, rather than just tell them what you tell me?" and One of the things the Lord said was, He quoted from Isaiah, These people honor Me. Listen, these people draw near to Me with their lips, but their hearts are far from Me. I wonder today if I'm speaking to anybody in this room or listening to Me, and you've been drawing near to God, but it's only what's on your mouth. It's only what you say. There's not a genuine, genuine desire, sincerity to draw near to God. You're living, frankly, as a hypocrite. You say wonderful things to God, but your heart is somewhere else. In the Old Testament, this matter of sincerity of heart was called wholeheartedness. Caleb and Joshua, they followed God wholeheartedly. Are you wholeheartedly drawing near to God? This is the promise because of the cross of Jesus Christ. We can now with wholeheartedness and genuineness draw near to God. When you're saved and you know Jesus Christ, and you've come to discover the joy of how much He loves you, how could you not want to draw near to God? How could you not want to be in His presence? How could you not want to open the Word of God and to find your time where you could celebrate with God's people and be with them? You see, when I understand the greatness of God's love for me and the death of Jesus Christ for my sins, it, it releases in my heart a desire to draw near to God deeply and also with assured faith. Did you see it there in verse 22? Draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith are you confident that if you draw near to god he will meet you and draw near to you well many of us can testify to the experience of god drawing near to us because we are clean people because we have experienced salvation and the cleansing of sin doesn't mean we're perfect because drawing near to god also means that we confess our sin as believers. We know what John the Apostle taught us. We've all quoted it many times. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's for believers. Because I need to draw near continually because of Jesus Christ's death on the cross, I draw near and I'm able to confess my sin. And because of that, I've cleansed myself. I've cleaned myself up. And now I'm ready to be a vessel to be used by God. I'm asking you today, are you drawing near to God? Are you drawing near to your friends, but not to God? Are you drawing near to your, to your uh, comforts, but not to God? Are you drawing near to God? Let us draw near, my dear friends. So what do we need to remember today as we finish? Well, I've said it many times, many ways already today. The Lord Jesus Christ has opened the new way to draw near to God. I hope you're not living the old way. That's why you're so miserable. That's why you can't get past your conscience. That's why your conscience keeps plaguing you, keeps waking you up in the night, accusing you because you have sinned and you've not come to Jesus Christ for forgiveness. You see, the new and living way will give you vitality and strength. The more you draw near to God, the more He draws near to you. And there is power and strength that comes in that. That's why some of you, my Christian friends, are so weak today. You have not drawn near to God draw near to God. I just give you these verses. I I won't quote them all to you, but I've put them here beside these things to be remembered. Here are all the places in Hebrews that call for us to draw near to God. Hebrews 4.16 is probably the most famous. Let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. Well, are you drawing near to the throne of grace to pray and to worship God? Are you drawing near with hope of God's grace for you and His acceptance? Are you drawing near out of assurance of faith? I know that I am saved because of the blood of Jesus Christ, and I am forever saved because He has forever finished the work of salvation for me. So what do I do today? I must draw near to God. I must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I must endure in my faith regardless of what I'm going through. Here's where we are today. This is where we are. It seems like we cannot get our heads above the water. It seems like there's trouble on every side. It seems that everything seems to be disintegrating and declining around us in the culture. And we are enduring deep and hard times as individuals and as God's people in this world. What well, we draw near to God and we endure in our faith. That's why verse 23 says, hold on to the confession of your hope. You see, the world laughs at you for having hope. The world mocks you for having hope. But you see, we believe and we confess in the final blessed hope. Jesus is coming again. We confidently say... My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Does that sound familiar? We draw near to God in daily praise as we walk with Him. And we draw near to God as we come together in church. That's why we do this. That's why we gather here. We gather here as a a source of encouragement. And boy, have we learned a lot about that during this last year of of isolation, separation, distance, whatever words you want to use. How special it is for God's people to gather together. That's why we consider, verse 24, one another on how how to stimulate each other to love and good deeds and we don't forsake coming together. But we encourage one another because there is a day Drawing near. As you draw near to God, listen, the day draws nearer for Jesus' return. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which He inaugurated for us through the veil that is His flesh, since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The old hymn says it so well. Maybe you sung it like I have. I am Thine, O Lord. I have heard Thy voice and it told of Thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith And be closer drawn to Thee. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to Thy precious bleeding side. Amen. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you.